welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hello, Inspire Podcasters. This is your host, Blake Lindsay, and I am certainly glad that you have decided to spend some time with Zig Ziglar. Today's topic is a heartbreaking one for many. It's about divorce. If you've been divorced, Zig is not trying to add guilt to what has already been a difficult time for you. He is, however, trying to prevent others from going through that same devastating event. Let's listen together to Zig Ziglar. If the sexual side of marriage is becoming boring, too infrequent, or non-existent, and you feel increasingly tired, indifferent, uncaring, or disinterested in your mate sexually, in short, your mate doesn't turn you on, your marriage, now this depends a lot on your age, could well be headed for serious trouble, possibly including divorce. So what do you do? Well, let me emphasize, I'm not going to say that you've got to have that magnificent sexual relationship in order to have a good marriage. As a matter of fact, one of the largest surveys ever taken on the subject was taken by Ann Landers. And what she discovered through her readers were that there were a lot of couples who might not have a stimulating sexual relationship but who had a lot of affection, a lot of hugging, a lot of hand-holding, a lot of intimacy, a lot of conversation. And many, many of these people said they were completely satisfied in that relationship. Despite that, I still believe you can have all of those things, which I also believe will increase the sexual aspects of the marriage in most cases. I want to emphasize something I said in the live recording, and that simply is this. In most cases, it is the relationship and not the sexual relationship which is in trouble. Let me also stress that if there is difficulty in the relationship, it is going to be manifested in 99 and 9 tenths percent of the cases in the sexual aspect of the marriage. It is with this in mind and my conviction and belief that most marriages cannot only be friendly and intimate, but they also can be sexually stimulating that I bring this additional information to you. How do you uh, relight the spark? How do you bring that enthusiasm back to the sexual side of the relationship? Number one, one of you needs to set the stage for some quiet, serious communication time. One of the things that's often revealed is the fact that many couples who've been married 5, 10, 15, 20, even 30 years or longer have been reluctant or too embarrassed to talk about what pleases them in the sexual aspect of their relationship. They say, oh, I'd be too embarrassed to talk to my mate about that. You think about it. That's pretty ridiculous. Here you've got a lifetime commitment, and it's never been discussed. Set aside that quiet, serious time and go over this relationship. Give the details. Talk frankly about about your feelings, about what turns you on, and about what does not turn you on. Ask some questions of yourself and of your mate. Is your sex life satisfying to both parties? Husbands, do you understand that love 
is the only passion which includes the happiness of your mate? Wives, do you understand the same thing? Now, for maximum marriage enjoyment and stability, both partners should enjoy the sexual aspect of the marriage. Numerous studies show that with love, patience, persistence, and perhaps some professional help, virtually every couple can have a satisfactory sexual relationship in marriage. After you've had this conversation and during that time, you should reaffirm your commitment. Now that's step number two, because this is a lifetime pledge. Again, when you've made that lifetime commitment and difficulties arise, you look for ways to solve the problem, not get out of the problem. Number three, a goodbye kiss and a welcome home kiss I've already talked about as being stimulating. But now I want to add a footnote to that. If you give that passionate goodbye kiss or that passionate welcome home kiss, if that is a contrived move on your part, trying to sexually seduce your mate later on in the evening, it is manipulative. What you want to do as a matter of course, demonstrate that affection because you do love your mate. Now, let me emphasize a point. Feelings do follow the action, but if your motives are right, they will follow more certainly and more purely. Number four, you need to dress to please each other. Isn't it amazing we get up five days of the week and dress to please everybody else, and then on Saturday morning we get up and we don't shave or we don't put on our makeup and we put on scroungy clothes. Now, I'm not saying that you should dress in a tux or a business attire on Saturday morning or on holidays. You can certainly dress attractively and be very casual in that dress. Number five, uh, you need to use your imagination a little from time to time. Anne Mayer, in her book, How to Stay Lovers While Raising Your Children, tells an interesting little story of this couple who had five children, ranging in age from nine to 21. Well, they were awfully busy and frequently very tired, and their sexual relationship was deteriorating. One evening, the husband dressed for bed and lay down in bed. A couple of minutes later, his wife lay down right beside him, but she was fully clothed. Needless to say, he was somewhat astonished, and he asked an obvious question. Well, aren't you going to take your clothes off? Well... She smiled and said, that's your job. I don't think I need to tell you that this tired couple had a very stimulating and exciting evening because they suddenly discovered they were not so tired after all. Incidentally, a lot of times families let the children interfere with the sexual relationship. Now, by that I mean the kids come hop in bed with mom and dad at bedtime. Now, this can, on occasion, be okay. But if it starts to happen as a regular thing, it will destroy the sexual aspects of the marriage. And over a period of time, you become cool to each other and uh, you start resenting the children. So what do you do? 
Well, if that two-year-old or three-year-old or whatever comes and gets in bed with you, you very firmly but gently and lovingly pick your child up, take them back to their own bed, explain that this is their room and their bed and that you and your mate are going to spend the night alone in your own bed. Uh, you simply say, Mom and Daddy sleep here and you sleep there. Now, to reignite those flames of passion, let me encourage you to take step number six, and that's return to the scene of your passion. Go back to a place where you've had a marvelous experience sexually with your mate. Now, you might not have to do that physically. It's ideal if you can, and if you can't do it physically, then take step number seven, and that's to fantasize. Go back there in your imagination and replay, for example, the first time your mate really turned you on. I'll bet you remember the circumstances. Replay that tape vividly in your mind. Your honeymoon, if it was a sexually satisfying and exciting experience, go over that in your own mind a number of times. That certainly gives you some things to think about. If you are married or contemplating about being married, I can tell you that having spent lots of time with Zig and his wife, Jean, this is a man who truly speaks from his heart and from experience. Zig and his redhead have been married for more than 63 years and are still like a young couple in love. If you long for this kind of marriage, keep listening because I will be back with more inspiring words from Zig. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.